before we get started, I just wanted to say that there is a slight audio issue in this episode. Uh, my mic was kind of going crazy and swinging around and uh, hitting my shirt and making all a bunch of like scratchy noises. Like maybe it sounds like that. Um, I'm trying to fix it. I will fix it, uh, but it's just there. So yeah, just let me know. Okay, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this special edition of the podcast. Today, it is just me, Calvin, recapping and reviewing and ranking E3 2018 this year, one conference at a time, EA through Nintendo. Uh, It is currently Thursday, June 14th. E3 is just wrapping up. Uh, Everybody's about to go home. Developers are flying home, and everybody's going to have to pack up all their booths. First conference we had was EA um, on Saturday, and EA, probably the worst conference, um, but going really quickly through what they unveiled, they showed a little bit of Battlefield Five, um, which showed off more destructible environments, and a new Battle Royale mode which was actually pretty exciting. Um, they then showed off a new Star Wars game called uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, You'll be playing as a Jedi, lightsabers and everything. Uh, They moved on to Battlefront 2 and showed off how it is taking on the Clone Wars and adding in uh, General Grievous, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker, young Anakin. And they also showed off the new solo gear that we've seen before, but it was pretty cool to see it on stage. And they showed a little bit more this time. Get young Han, young Chewie, young Lando, Donald Glover. Uh, and then we move on to Unravel 2. Yarny is back. It's now a co-op adventure. There's a red Yarny and a blue Yarny. Uh, they did not announce a release date quite yet, but I wouldn't expect it to be too long. Uh, then we got our first look at Anthem. And Anthem is a game that I've been pretty excited for. I haven't played any of other of Bioware's games, like any of the Mass Effects or uh, Dragon Age, uh, Dragon's Quest. But... It, this game is pretty much you and your friends in what they call javelins, which are these awesome traversal shoot suits that you wear, and you're all like kind of like Iron Man, and you go out. It's kind of a mix of Monster Hunter and Destiny in terms of co-op and battling like these big beasts and everything. You're gonna still have the Mass Effect-ish way with quieter moments and some storytelling that they usually have, but. They announced the release date to be February 22nd, uh, 2019, so beginning of next year. And that's actually a date that we see a lot of games going to, so I would expect Anthem to stay, but other games like Days Gone and other games in earlier February, I might expect to move just because of how big Anthem can be. Um, That kind of closed off their whole demo. They had a nice look at that. you got to go underwater. Um, I'll probably be showing gameplay of that right now. Also, in EA's conference, we saw uh, a new trailer for Madden. It doesn't show off a lot of other stuff. FIFA, always the same. Those yearly games are usually the same. Uh, and then moving on to Sunday, we saw Xbox first. And Xbox, they really brought it this year. They, I think to me, they had their best conference to date. They showed off... 50 plus games they showed off around 18 exclusives and i think the most important thing was they announced that they acquired five new studios into their first party uh i thought it was really cool they they opened the conference with a new look at halo the new halo game 
and it's a it's a prequel for the rest of the Halo games. Maybe we see like a, uh, a smaller Master Chief that kind of looks like not as big, but very beautiful. Uh, we get this long shot, and then you draw back, and you see Master Chief just holding his helmet there. Uh, looks cool. I won't be playing it um, just because I don't have Xbox, but the, it's Halo Infinite, uh, which they announced. Uh, then they moved on to Ori and Will of the Wisp, and it looks incredibly beautiful. It's the second Ori game, uh, sequel to Ori in the Blind Forest. It's coming in 2019. We don't have a release date yet, but uh, it should be a fantastic uh, game. Uh, then we got our first more extended look at the Fallout 76 trailer, which uh, was announced a week before by Bethesda with their fun cat lens they usually do. Uh, it's four times the size of Fallout 4, set in the hills of West Virginia. Uh, it focused shortly after the years that the bombs dropped on the world and the nuclear fallout that is all of the Fallout games. Uh, it'll be an online survival game with base building of sorts. So, And we're going to hear, we heard more about that in the, the, the Bethesda conference which uh, we'll get into uh, later. Um, we got a Crackdown 3 with Terry Crews. We got a new announcement into the Life is Strange universe. We got a new Metro game, Exodus, which looks pretty interesting. We, we saw a Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, which was, I guess it was kind of like the, the, the thread between all the conferences. Most of the conferences this year, we saw a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3. None of it was too impressive for me. There's a lot of fans for that game, but it's just not for me. Uh, then we saw Forza Horizon 4, which is taking the series to Britain and has a full shared world, kind of like how we see in the crew, but not as massive. Uh, those games always look beautiful. It's a shared online world game. Uh, you can communicate. You can send emotes. There's 60 frames per second on Xbox One X, exclusive to that. It'll be out October 2nd, which is pretty cool, and included on Game Pass the first day. They also had... Ken Block's car, which I thought was really cool, and they had uh, a hovercraft, a bunch of cool stuff. Um, so then they shot off a bunch of indies, which was very cool. Um, and then Microsoft went into what I think is the biggest thing for them, because Microsoft, one thing they lack in the race with Sony is major exclusives. Yes, they have Halo and Gears, but those games are not coming out every single year. Um, so they announced they acquired Undead Labs, which makes the State of Decay games exclusive to them. They acquired Playground Games, which makes Forza Horizon. Um, and they also bought Ninja Theory, which made uh, which makes the Hellblade games. Um, and uh, wrapping it up, they bought Compulsion Games, which makes We Happy Few, which is a fun indie, no, no longer indie game studio. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Uh, people previewed it at Judges Week, and... Uh, they've had some pretty good reactions to that, so it's good to see Microsoft moving into this and having a more focused uh, conference on games and games and games and what the gamers want, which is more games and more exclusive games to make their fans happy, Xbox owners, uh, because they are behind in this console race, getting more games and probably for the Xbox 2 or whatever the next console is, that's how you get a step up uh, in, in the industry. Because when people are buying consoles, you have to look at exclusives first, what games you want to play on the console, which Sony has pretty much dominated throughout. You want to look at the price point of the console, which I, I don't think Sony's going to mess up like they did with the 
PS3 and announce it for like 600 plus whatever bucks it was. Um, and then you're going to want to look at where your friends play. And now eventually, I think maybe in this next generation or the generation after, or maybe halfway through the next generation, I think we're all, we are going to get cross-play, so I don't think that's much of an issue. We're seeing games like Fortnite kind of um, break those barriers right now. You can play cross-platform on Switch, Xbox, and PC all with each other. But with PlayStation, Sony is a little bit behind, but it's understandable from a business standpoint why you wouldn't want that right now. But I do think that's where we're going in the future. Um, and of course, you could still play PS4 to PC. You just can't play with other Xbox players on the PS4. Uh, moving on from their acquisition, uh, we got a, an awesome look at Division 2 from Ubisoft, which is shown in a little bit later. Um, but it's in Washington, D.C. this time in summertime, which is... Uh, pretty different from what we saw in the last division, division, the first division, which was set in New York in winter, and the dollar flu uh, breakout of, I believe it was, smallpox on money, infected like money, and that's what infected everybody. Um, but this game looks really cool. The cool thing about it, I think, is like all the gadgets, gadgets but they showed off a four-person co-op trailer with... Uh, you start in this like overgrown jungle area, uh, which is, you know, what we've seen a lot in games recently in post-apocalyptical games. Um, and you walk out, and then we see this massive plane, and it turns out it's Air Force One that had crash landed right, it, like kind of in the mall right before the Washington Monument. But and this game looks beautiful. I thought the co-op was awesome, and it's cool to see the strategy that um, the players employed between each other for the game and taking down enemies, all different kinds of enemies and cool tracking mines and stuff. Uh, moving on, we then saw a new Shadow of the Tomb Raider trailer, which looks cool. It looks a bit darker than the other Tomb Raider games. I'm more of an Uncharted guy, so I haven't played the Tomb Raider games. Then we saw a short trailer that everybody thought, everybody was sure it was Skate 4 when it happened because it's just like the classics, like skating documentary shots. Uh, like a low uh, tracking shot in front of the skateboard and jumping or doing tricks and grinds. and But it turns out it's this game called Session, which had already been announced on the Kickstarter. Um, there is a demo right now. Some people have criticized it for its poor controls, uh, how difficult it is to control, but that's fixable. You could really just map the same controls as the skate games or the Tony Hawk games, and I think you'd be fine, but it looks really good. Uh, we then saw Devil May Cry 5, which is kind of interesting because uh, Xbox hadn't really been associated with that before. Um, and but So this is coming out in spring of 2019. We then saw Cuphead is getting an expansion. Cuphead, one of the most difficult games ever. Um, we then saw a Jump Force trailer, which looks really cool. It's a massive anime crossover fighting game from Capcom. Uh, Naruto, Naruto and Goku and all fighting each other, looks, which looks really awesome. We saw a, like a really like not indie darling game, but kind of like surprise hit from a couple years ago, two or three years ago. Dying Light 2 they showed off, so the sequel to the original Dying Light. Uh, it's a much more reactive open world game. Uh, so your environment changes based on your decisions. You can align yourself with alliances. You know, usually in the last game we saw it was just during the daytime, go explore, get resources, uh, survive. And then during the nighttime was when all the zombies come out. And it's like a crazy parkour game when you try to defeat all these zombies and stuff. Uh, we had a teaser for a new Battletoads games, which people have been clamoring for. 
we saw a new Just Cause trailer, and then we saw uh, three new Gears of War trailers. The first one, which was a Funko mobile game that kind of tricked people, and they thought, oh, it's not Gears of War once they saw the Gears logo. Then we go into Gears of War 5, which is coming, uh, which was really cool. And then, semi-surprisingly, uh, PlayStation didn't do this, but uh, Phil Spencer came out and said that Microsoft is indeed working on the next Xbox, which I think is cool and kind of um, squashes any doubt that you'll see a new console released in the next two or three years, I would think, I would say. You'll probably see it in two Novembers, I think that's when you'd see it released, or maybe three. But, so we know, obviously, Sony's working on a PlayStation 5 then, because that's usually how it works. They're pretty aware of the life cycles. And they close with a really awesome demo, which is from CD Projekt Red, makers of the Witcher games, which are massive open-world uh, RPGs, Western RPG games. And we saw Cyberpunk 2077, which is been in the conversation for a long time for them it was announced a while ago with like a slow motion matrix like bullet thing but it, we didn't see any gameplay in there but there was a behind closed doors demo later that did see gameplay and it's you could it's like it's like deus games but you can upgrade everything and you upgrade skills you could ricochet bullets off walls around cover to hit people it looks really awesome it's like it's probably like the watchdogs game that everybody like didn't know they wanted, but they're actually getting, and it's probably gonna be massive. And CG Project Red is like so in touch with their fans and what their fans want, and they don't get caught up in any of that uh, pay-to-play or any of those microtransactions or loot boxes. So it was good to see. And so that was the Microsoft Xbox conference. Uh, I thought this was the best conference they ever had. It was all about games, games, games. They didn't have any distractions. They didn't bring the Beatles on stage. They didn't focus on Connect. They didn't focus on anything else. They didn't say online all the time like they did when they first announced it, which I thought was really good. And it's, I think it's the best one they've ever done. Next up, we had Bethesda showing at E3. And uh, Bethesda's conferences are usually a little bit shorter. Um, they were, as they showed off by Metacritic, they were, they were picked as the best publisher of the last year. And... In their game, they showed off a lot more of Fallout 76, which looks fascinating. It's, again, set in West Virginia. It's this open-world um, online multiplayer game. You have 24 players in your server. It has dedicated servers. Four times The map is four times the size as Fallout 4. Um, you go around, and as you get closer to radiation zones, obviously the creatures get a lot scarier, and there was a, a giant sloth that actually tried to kill you um, you build a base with your friends and if you wanted to play with friends too you can just have them hop in and like go on your server all their stuff will be there there's a building aspect so you can build like your home base kind of and uh, it's it's a survival game too so you can cook meats and get medicines they have mutations that affect your your abilities uh, upgrade your armor customize the hell out of your character however you want to come across somebody you could kill them of course or you could team up with them and run in squads and pick up all these like crazy crazy um, upgrades and everything um, they actually opened with Rage 2 we saw from Rage 2 but first they brought out Andrew, Andrew WK to come out and had a, a semi-awkward performance um, their stage was actually a pretty cool wraparound stage what we saw Rage 2 looks like a lot of fun 
Um, they announced a new Doom game, Doom Eternal. We didn't see a lot, just a kind of a slow shot at the world. They announced Prey DLC, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Youngblood, which is a game that stars uh, BJ and Anya, who are the twin daughters of um, Blastoids, I think is his name from the last game, the Wolfenstein games. Uh, it's set in the 80s. Uh, obviously, Nazis won World War II, and that's what the Wolfenstein is into. And you can play solo or co-op, which is really cool for Wolfenstein. It's coming next year. Um, this is then when they went into the Fallout 76 gameplay trailer. And I loved how Todd Howard came out, and he really answered any question you had. The only microtransactions are cosmetic only. Um, it's Fallout style. It's not the next game in the Fallout series. Uh, showed off a lot of gameplay. They're going to be supporting it for years to come with free DLC, and it's coming out November 14th, 2018, so just in a couple months, which is really cool. Um, I'm definitely going to get that. I'm really excited for that. They announced an Elder Scrolls Blades game, which is a mobile game where you can play an Elder Scrolls game which three, with three different modes, which is neat. Uh, then to end it, they announced Starfield, which is a new sci-fi game. It was a really short teaser. You see a planet with... Um, with its rotation around the sun and it gets lighter on one side or we're moving, I don't know. Uh, and then we saw this um, like floating space station satellite. Um, and Howard described it as next-gen, so we assume it's coming to the PS5 and Xbox 2 or whatever it's going to be called. Um, but the, it's interesting because they, they, they copyrighted the name Starfield in 2013, so this is something they kind of been thinking about and working on. Um, since the development of Fallout 4 around that same time, so that's really cool. Uh, then they actually showed off a tease at the new Elder Scrolls 6 game, um, which was just kind of a crawl over mountains, and you see this big, beautiful open world, and um, we can assume it's like the rest of the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, it's going to be an awesome, fun multi-world do whatever you hell I want, maybe kill dragons, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought Nintendo, or I thought Bethesda had a really, really solid conference. And moving on to Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft had a fun intro with like a dancing panda, which was a little bit too long, but pretty fun. Uh, they opened up showing a Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, cinematic trailer, so no gameplay yet. That game's been rumored for a long time. It, uh, they said it was actually a prequel. Um, and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt came out and said, oh, we're going to crowdsource music and artwork to put in this game. They showed Trials Rising, the new uh, Trials game. A guy actually came out on a motorcycle, which is cool. They showed off the new Division footage, and the game or the creative director came out to talk about it. Um, a lot of the same stuff. They said we're going to get three free episodic DLC packs. New areas, new stories, new, activi new activities, which is cool to see. Um, they've said they've learned a lot from the first Division, which I didn't play. I'm definitely going to play Division 2. Um, but the Division was kind of uh, criticized for like lack of content right there in the beginning. and I guess kind of a miscommunication of what the game was before it came out. So they've definitely been listening. They have this new Washington, D.C. game in the summer, and I think it'll be what we all thought the Division 1 was going to be, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, they then showed off a Mario plus Rabbids Donkey Kong DLC with a composer that was there, which is kind of cool. Um, they showed off a new Pirates game called Skull and Bones, which is kind of like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, Black uh, Flag with just pirate ships and that kind of stuff. Um, 
Elijah Wood came out and talked about his VR experience game called Transference, which looks kind of neat and cool. They talked about Starlink, um, which is like a, think of it like a No Man's Sky spaceship uh, battle, but uh, turns out Star Fox is going to be in that game, which is really cool. Um, I think Nintendo might gauge excitement for that and see if they're going to want to make another Star Fox game for them. Uh, so which is really cool. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto actually came out and showed off the ship that you're going to get to play with uh, on your Switch. Uh, they then showed off For Honor, uh, a new big expansion called Marching Fire with um, like Samurais and Shogun World and kind of that. They then uh, showed off a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey to end the show. Playable female main character, which I thought was really, really cool. I think what is also really cool is uh, you can have... Uh, uh, there's romance in the game, and you can romance both men and women. It doesn't matter what your gender is, uh, which is pretty cool. It's set in ancient Greece, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, obviously ancient Greece. Um, it is set a few hundred years before Origins, uh, but they showed off gameplay out on a horse. You're battling with a shield and a spear. You take down these massive enemies. Same old Assassin's Creed we know. They're going back to the annual release for it. Uh, they also showed off some that Rainbow Six Siege is show is uh, now played by 35 million people around the world. It's getting a new uh, documentary and the crew too got a trailer earlier but I think Ubisoft had a really really solid press conference and they didn't they showed a lot of games stuck to the games. They kind of had a method where they would have someone come out and talk about the game. They would show gameplay, they would talk again and they would show another snippet of gameplay at the end which was like uh, approaching thirds and uh, fours, which I thought was cool. Uh, then moving on to Sony on Monday night. Actually, no, let's go Nintendo first. Let's go Nintendo first. Um, Nintendo was the last one. We saw this on Tuesday. Uh, and Nintendo kind of focused with really what, what they knew their fans would be interested in, which is... Nintendo is usually an oddball, and it was still kind of an oddball situation for Nintendo, but they they started by showing off uh, Super Mario Party, which is really cool, and it lets you switches all together with your friends. Obviously, Nintendo, I think the strength of Nintendo is um, like split-screen gaming or shared-screen gaming in the same room. It, like the name, Super Mario Party, it's kind of a party. Invite your friends over, play these games. I think that's what Nintendo does best with their games like Mario Party, Mario Kart, and Smash, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but I don't, Super Mario Party looked really cool. I'll get it, play it with my friends, and it should be fun. They showed off Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I'm sure a lot of people are excited for. They showed off Fire Emblem, a new Fire Emblem game. Uh, and then they announced that, which was really cool. I was super excited about Fortnite. Uh, was announced for the Switch, which had been rumored and leaked to hell. Uh, and it's coming out today, on Tuesday, when that was. Uh, I downloaded it immediately. They also announced that, that Fallout Shelter was coming to Switch uh, at the Bethesda conference. So I went and I downloaded both of those. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite on my Switch. It's way better than on PC because PC sucks. Um, it runs smoothly, 30 frames a second, 1080p, and I'm, I'm really loving it so far. It's kind of difficult to play with Joy-Cons. You really have to have a pro controller if you're, you're really serious about it. But it's still a lot of fun. Uh, they showed off Hollow Knight and said it's out today, which they've been teasing at. And then for the last, I feel like it was like the last 20 minutes or so, 
Uh, they announced Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is really a total like fan service game, which I think is really cool. And they announced that any Smash Brothers character that's ever been on the any of the Smash games is now in the game. So the full roster is Mario, Samus, Kirby, Bowser, Link from Breath of the Wild, Donkey Kong, Fox, Falco, Marth, Zelda, Sheik, Villager, Mewtwo, Meta Knight, Sonic, Peach, Pikachu, Ice Climbers. That was kind of the first hint that we were getting older characters coming back. Inkling, Captain Falcon, Zero Suit Samus, Wii Fit Trainer, Squirtle, Ivysaur, Charizard, Ness, Lucas, Ryu, Ganondorf, Ike, Cloud, Snake, Jigglypuff, Pichu, Roy, Olimar, Diddy Kong, Lucario, Lucina, Robin, Bayonetta, Mr. Game & Watch, Greninja, Dr. Mario, Rob, Duck Hunt, Pit, Dark Pit, Balutina, Curran, Bowser Jr., Toon Link, Young Link, King DDD, Rosalina and Luma, Me Gunner, Sword and Brawler, new me characters, Wario, Little Mac, Pac-Man, Shulk, Wolf, Mega Man, Luigi, Yoshi, and we all thought it was done there. But then they announced Ridley from Metroid is coming. This awesome, massive uh, purple dragon, which is really cool. Um, and they, they announced a lot of little things, like little game moves, um, like jumping, new jumping kind of game strategies and mechanics that they played that some people have complained about in the past. And they have a new uh, shield mechanic, uh, timing your shields, which is pretty cool. Looks awesome. Definitely going to buy it. Uh, it comes out December 7th this year. Uh, definitely going to get it day one. It looks awesome. Can't wait to play it. Splatoon 2 is getting more stuff, but they closed it with uh, Smash, which was awesome. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which looks amazing. Okay, then moving it back to Monday night. The granddaddy of them all, Sony's conference. Uh, Sony's conference opened up in this awesome like barn church thing. And uh, and there was all these lights and stuff, and sh so Sean Layden came out and started talking about uh, how they announced this thing was gonna go, and uh, like their approach to this conference. And he welcomed out a special guest on the stage, which is Gustavo, uh, the composer of all the music on The Last of Us Part One. I love all his work, all his music. I listened to the soundtrack. Uh, whenever I study or even just to listen to music, he's amazing. Um, he had a, a, a performance on the good banjo and for it was around like two minutes uh, in this, this awesome church, uh, not too big. They had all these strung lights up and then he ended. Uh, the screen went to black and it cut to the screen and uh, we go into this scene in the barn with Ellie. She's sitting, she's standing there. She's obviously way older. Um, I'm guessing three, three, four years older, a couple years, that's what I would say. Uh, she's sitting there, um, a guy walks up to her, I think his name was Jesse, but uh, he, he references that um, Ellie's old man is giving him a hard time whenever he goes out and patrols with her. So that, And then that was confirmed as that old man was Joel by Neil Druckmann in a panel later. Um, he has some banter with her about this character, Dina, who, who's dancing and he thinks showing off because they broke up a week ago. Ellie says something like, I give you guys two weeks tops. No, one week. And then Dina comes over and it's kind of cold reaction between her and Jesse. And uh, then she then takes Ellie dancing. Uh, they go out and they're kind of just like, they're talking and 
Um, Ellie's like, I'm just a girl, not not a threat, which obviously from playing the last games and left behind, she, she's a badass, a total badass. Um, and then the kiss, which was, I think, really awesome to show on stage. Uh, it's kind of like the moment from left behind that we all kind of loved and a lot of us cried about. Uh, I cried at that moment uh, when that happened uh, and they're kissing. And, and even the animations on this kiss were phenomenal you, you see them kissing and usually in video games when two characters kiss it's kind of just like it kind of looks like two dolls being like shoved against each other to kiss but you see ellie's nose kind of like bend against her face and, and they're kissing it it's just the animation and gra graphics on this game are beyond anything i've ever seen and we we get the camera shot um, and it rotates back around Ellie's head, and as we go into the black in the back of her head, it transitions to the scene where she's literally holding a guy and stabbing him repeatedly in the neck, and you see blood gushing out of his neck, and she kills him. Uh, then she moves forward and crouches, and it looks to be in this Pacific Northwest rainforest, uh, maybe like the whole rainforest. Shout out to the whole rainforest. Uh, it was confirmed later by Neil that this is Seattle, um, Previously, Naughty Dog had taken a trip to Seattle, so people had kind of guessed that they were modeling it after Seattle. They do have rainforest up there, which is really cool. Um, and she's she's walking, she's crouching through all these ferns. We see enemies in the distance, kind of walking. Uh, she has a crossbow with her. She has her her knife. Um, she avoids those enemies. She goes over a log, and she we get to this scene, and then it becomes evident that these are the same. These enemies are the same religious cult group. I forget the name of them that we saw in the Paris Games Week trailer that were um, brutally hammering and breaking bones in this girl's arm. And people kind of freaked out saying, oh my gosh, that's grotesque violence. Why are you showing this? Video games are so violent. And Naughty Dog was pretty like, F you. And in this trailer, when uh, Ellie walks up, we actually see her for the first time in any Last of Us or Uncharted game from Naughty Dog. We see her prone and get fully on her stomach on the ground and like army crawl kind of in these ferns in cover. And there's these enemies here and they have this guy being, he's held up by his neck, he's hung kind of like the Romans did and he, he guts into her stomach with this knife and uh, rips all the intestines out of her stomach and or the dude's stomach and he's just hanging there flailing with it. There's spaghetti pretty much coming out of his stomach. It's kind of in the distance, but it was still really graphic. Um, then they find the guy that Ellie had just killed um, that was stabbing in the neck, and so they alert to each other. And this new AI system that uh, Naughty Dog talked about is really incredible. They have now, instead of a generic AI system like, over here, where they'll say stuff like that, the voice actors will say say stuff like that um we have them calling out by name or when ellie would kill a character later on they'd be like ethan and stuff like that and um usually when an AI character would see spot you as the character all of them would like that just know where you were and they'd like they had this like Westworld type like interconnected web in their head like ai and westworld and they would all know but that's different now they actually have to call out to each other um, for the whole group to know where she is. Um, after the enemy was spotted, she runs into this building. We have a new... Oh, and one of the things that jumped out to me, too, is the HUD is so clean. Literally, only in the right corner, you could see just like a little semicircle of, of Ellie's health. 
Um, so I thought that was really cool for the kind of the raw approach to The Last of Us, and that's what The Last of Us is. Uh, she sneaks into this, a parking structure. There are enemies there. Draws her bow, shoots one of them. Um, they rush her. It's really frantic. Um, she's getting to the melee battles, and she's dodging, which they confirmed also was a new mechanic in the game in the panel. Um, the guys are coming at her with machetes. Um, a lot of the, this time, she's really outnumbered, and it's kind of frantic. And So she's running, and then she runs, gets to the top of the parking garage, jumps off to like a lower street, makes it, um, kind of gets out of the line of sight, crouches down in some more uh, fern or like bushes. Uh, and then we, we actually see a full commitment to the prone new um, strategy element gameplay that they added. She crawls under this car and you, you see these two characters saying, oh, where'd she go? Blah, 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 blah. And it's actually the, um, the voice actor for Tess from the original Last of Us, which I thought was really cool and I recognized right away. Um, and they're like, okay, spread out. So they're looking and then you see that woman, she, you see her check under a car a little bit further away from Ellie. And then she approaches this car, and you see her start to bend down. Ellie pulls out her gun, bends down, pops her face down, bam! Ellie shoots her right in the face. And you kind of see, like, the life fall out of that character. Um, and then right as you're trying to crawl away, Ellie gets ripped out of from under the car with by her legs, and this guy's kind of on top of her, punching her. Um, she manages to get her gun, shoots him three times, um, down to one bullet, shoots at another guy, misses. Now she's out of bullets. And you hear that, and so the, the characters know when you're out of bullets now, so they start kind of rushing her. Um, she's running into this, like, uh, department store, sees a bottle, throws a, throw, just throws a, uh, a bottle at this character, uses him as a sort of like a, a human body shield. Um, but they get impaled with an arrow. She'd been impaled with an arrow earlier it's still stuck in her arm as she's running she manages to jump over a counter rips the arrow out of her um and now it's just like her and these five enemies in this like pharmacy type department store room there is overgrowth in there so she's crawling through that sneaking around um isn't seen another enemy walks in uh, something new then we saw she crafts really quickly an explosive arrow boom shoots one of the characters to create a distraction rushes a guy who was stunned by it uh, gets him. Um, she had a, she had gotten a machete from one of the other enemies. It might have been him. Um, then takes down somebody else with her bow, and then she's running around and she tries to pick up more arrows. And this guy's coming with a sledgehammer, and he just bam clocks her in the head. And you hear this kind of ringing that you get when you get clocked in the head, but in gameplay, and it's like, holy shit! Like this game is so brutal, and it's so like. The first game and it's so not like any other game we've seen before just the raw emotion and endure and survive is kind of what the motto of the first game was but it's just like survival at its core and these people are going to do anything to try and kill you but you have to do anything to try and survive so it's awesome and he's coming at her and then i think she stuns him and she gets space so she pulls out her bow and goes um shoots him twice and he's down on his knees she she has her bow drawn looking at him puts it away, walks up to him. He's saying some kind of prayer or, or quote or something. Um, but this is like the final F you that Naughty Dog gave to um, to the Paris Games Week response. She pulls out the machete, bam, chop, like hits him in the neck once. It goes like a, probably a quarter through his neck and he's like 
blah, 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 like saying stuff, hits him again, bam, and you just see his head start to fall off. And then it cuts back to the beautiful church scene with her and Dina, who's voiced by Shannon Woodward, which is really cool. Uh, we had seen that she was in this game and working with Naughty Dog. Um, but it, So that was really cool. We end the kiss, um, and they, they kind of pull away, I think, and she's like, oh, Elliot, they should be terrified of you. Um, which is mixed with the gameplay we've just seen. It's, it's pretty incredible and beautiful. Um, that was definitely the favorite game I saw. But And that's how they opened the conference. They then had a short intermission right after that with Sid Schumann and Ryan Clements and stuff kind of talking. They talked to Sean Layden, who introduced it, and they talked to him about like the approach again to this conference. They show off um, their announcements through this week. Beat Saber is coming to PS4. Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 3 is coming to PlayStation Plus for free. Um, they show off some new maps for the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, and then they talk a little bit about Destiny. Uh, and they say in Days Gone, that was the other game coming out February 22nd. Uh, but Days, they announced Days Gone. They have a short trailer there, which they announced earlier this week. And then we cut back to like this cool large purple tent. It's really not like anything. I think Sony had been in maybe the Dolby Theater in years past, um, but they were at LA Live now. Um, maybe they were at LA Live. I don't remember. Never been there. I want to go someday. Since it's open to the fans, and who knows, maybe we can get in. Not these fans. But um, they have this old guy doing this like flute solo on like an old uh, Japanese style flute with this awesome straw hat. Um, we cut into gameplay, Ghost of Tsushima, which is Sucker Punch, the makers of Infamous and the Sly Cooper games. Um, and we get this awesome gameplay with this cool samurai named Jin. Uh, he's on his horse. You, you see this awesome like feudal Japan. But it opens up into like a Mongols invasion. People are crying, running away. He's going straight into the action. Draws out his katana, fighting. It's so beautiful. The color palette is amazing. All these cool like oranges and greens and this yellowy field that we see um, he's going to save a monk and then there's this other character who he was um, cooperating with a little bit she's fighting him because she wants to kill the monk because he betrayed his family but um, this the and then the mongols uh, he kills a couple mongols you see like a kind of the parkour infamous style climbing as he infiltrates um, the monastery uh, takes out a couple characters. One of them hits the reinforcement horn. And um, then these fire arrows start coming in. Everything's on fire. And you're now fighting with the character who you were cooperating with before. It's really cool. Um, definitely going to play it. Definitely going to get it. With, with this whole Sony conference, I feel like I just want to get every single game they had. Obviously, I'm invested mostly in Sony, PS4 and stuff. And all the Sony consoles I played on. But uh, So that was cool. They then shut off. Control, which is a new Remedy game, which had previously been exclusive only to Xbox. It has lots of cool, like, Inception-style vibes with, like, these blocks kind of rotating and building and turning on their sides, and the main character was floating, looks like they're using the Force. Female main character, awesome. Um, which was really cool. Then we got kind of this, this unknown game, which you were, you were in the perspective of a rat, and you're crawling around, and the, some guys were fighting, and they were grunting, and, oh, you don't have to do this, officer, and stuff like that. Um, rat gets squashed, uh, and then uh, we see it's the Resident Evil 2 uh, remake. Looks fantastic. There was a gameplay trailer uh, behind closed doors, uh, and then they released it on YouTube. I think it's like 14 minutes long. 
super awesome coming out January 25th 2019 which is really quick which is awesome um, and between the transitions between these games now we're seeing dreams which is a media molecules game media molecule the creators of little big planet and all those games um, their new kind of the pitch for this game is it's play create share and like literally the pitch is anything you want to create or make or build you want to make a movie you want to make a game for other people you want to make a song you can all do that and they had uh, in the, in this week this e3 week they had they showed off people making music. They had like a sort of a concert for it too, which is really cool. We see this transition into Trover Saves the Universe, which is a, a VR and non-VR game from the creators of Rick and Morty. Um, there's this awesome ba bathtub guy talking to you. Um, and he's kind of making jokes and then he gets electrocuted. It's pretty funny. We saw another Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer with um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, then we saw Death Stranding, which is Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions' game. More craziness. We saw more babies, more weird alien things. It looks amazing. Uh, Norman Reedus is the star. Has this awesome call song called um, "Like Asylum for the Feelings" or something. I don't know. I downloaded it, got it. Um, the Last of Us also had a song, "Little Sadie," which I had to get that too. It was stuck in my head. Um, but he's like a delivery man. We see delivering all these kinds of things. He's delivering these giant boxes. Also delivering, like, looked like a mummy, which is, like, crazy. Um, and we see this new female character that he talks to. We see the, we see him pull out a picture of his family, we assume. Um, there's all kinds of craziness with time. I guess when the characters kill you, they change you in time, but you're still alive. I don't know. It's super confusing. Got some questions answered. Um... Got some not answered. We saw gameplay, lots of walking and stuff. But then we saw gameplay of him with the the flicker thing that kind of senses them. Um, the woman he meets, and we see we're flashing around a whole lot, which is kind of why it's all over the place. But the woman he meets is like, oh, you can see them, right? And he's like, no, I can only sense them at whatever level he is. And it's awesome. Hideo Kojima is one of the great story storytellers of our, our time across all platforms. Uh, He's even said, oh, we're already, you're already playing the game right now. Like, you watching this trailer are already playing this game, so who the heck knows what he's doing with this game, but awesome. PlayStation exclusive, just like uh, Tsushima and The Last of Us. Um, that was kind of Sony's core. The core of this conference was they were going to show off The Last of Us, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Spider-Man, which we're going to get to in a little bit. All exclusives, uh, which is really exciting, which is what... As a gamer on your console, you want to know about the exclusives you're going to have because, yes, Xbox showed off Anthem and all these cool games, but most of the games that you're excited for on there, like the Division 2 and Anthem, uh, they're third-party games, so they're coming. They're not exclusives to Xbox. They're coming to PS4 anyway. So that's why it's cool. Um, they showed off Neo 2, which is kind of a surprise hit. Neo 1 was a surprise hit, but it's good to know they're working on this one. This guy kind of pulls out his horns. That's cool. Um, and then to close to close it, we see this awesome, like, probably around 10-minute, 11-minute trailer for the new Spider-Man game, uh, Insomniac's new Spider-Man game. Uh, it's this prison break. You're in a helicopter with uh, your cop buddy, and um, there, there's this prison break going on, and, like, boom, a thing of electricity hits you, and everybody's like, oh, electroshocker? Like, what is this? Um, you crash. 
Turns out it is Electro. All the prisoners are coming out. They're showing off these awesome gameplay combos. Uh, almost like Rocksteady's Batman games with all the crazy combos. And you're fighting all these guys, doing all these combos, sticking to stuff, grabbing a guy's riot shield, spinning it around, knocking people out, um, doing these crazy burst web mechanics, uh, swinging from thing to thing, really fast traversal with uh, uh, your web and stuff, which is really cool. Um, turns out... Electro is kind of at the head of the breakout in a way. Um, we run into Electro. We see Rhino. We see Scorpion. We see Vulture. We also see Mr. Negative. He's fighting. Uh, Peter is swinging around uh, this complex. Uh, gets up to the top. Uh, battles with um, Electro again. They all get up on the top. He's kind of holding his own for a little bit. Then they kind of get him on the ground. He's getting shocked. He's getting stomped on by Rhino. All this stuff. Um, Mr. Negative then would, shows up in his helicopter, um, and all of a sudden everybody stops, and Peter's kind of down on the, the helipad landing right there, and there's this light we see, uh, and this whole time Peter's like, who are you working for? Just tell me who you're working for, and I'll go easy on you, and he's making these jokes, classic Peter Parker type stuff, um, and we see this light, and we see that we hear some like audio effects, like, and Peter turns and we don't see what it is, and he's like, it's you? And then, bam, it closes, and they cut to the end, uh, to end the conference, which is a pretty cool way to end. Focus on their four major titles. It was awesome. Um, but then to kind of rank them all, for me, um, from top to bottom, I would say, in terms of my excitement and the best conferences for me, I would say, Sony is at the top just because of all the exclusives they had and almost every single game I was excited for. Uh, I would then go... I would then probably go... I would say Xbox right after that. I think they had the best conference they've ever had. I think this was a really good year for um, all the publishers and all the companies for their conferences sh showing off Games, 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 games. Telling the gamers exactly what they want to hear, answer all the questions, like with the whole Todd Howard thing and Fallout 76. Bethesda has been really good about that, but even Xbox and uh, Ubisoft explaining stuff that the gamers want to hear, they want to know. They want to hear you're not going to have loot boxes and only cosmetics if there are microtransactions and all this kinds of stuff. And all these games are going to come out in the coming years. Maybe some of Sony's are coming out. Or like a lot of these games are coming out this year and next year. I think some of Sony's maybe I don't know if Death Stranding will be a 2019 game. Most likely 2020. Same with The Last of Us. Um, maybe we see that um, next summer. Uh, I think I think this December at uh, PSX is when you're going to get a lot more release dates. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw release dates for all the four games uh, at PSX. But I would have to say Xbox in that second slot because they just focused on games and they told you what you wanted to hear. And we're getting a new... Xbox gamers are getting a new Halo game. They're getting a new Gears game. They showed off awesome Division 2 game. They showed off... Ended with Cyberpunk 2077, which had an awesome reveal and an even more awesome demo on the floor. Uh, and so with that being their, their best conference of all time, I give that to Xbox. Um... Next one was pretty close, but I would give it to Bethesda just because, like I said before, the way Todd Howard, they laid out Fallout 74, you're getting a new Starfield game. We don't know what it is, but we know Bethesda always makes killer single-player games. I'm a big single-player guy. Um, they also, again, teased that new Elder Scrolls game, which looks awesome. 
Rage 2 looks amazing. I would then put Ubisoft right below that because um, we'd already seen the Division 2 and I'm really excited for that, but then we, we saw more of it, so not as surprising. Um, and I don't know. I think they had a really good conference. They stuck to games. They didn't have a lot of fluff, kind of like EA had. Um, I would put, then after that, I would put Nintendo. Um, just because Nintendo's main thing was kind of like Smash, and it's like, yes, we're getting Smash, and we got a release date, and they showed us a lot of what we wanted to know, but it was really just Smash, and I have no problems with that. It just didn't have as much games as the other one. Um, and then I would put EA at the very bottom, because... Theirs was kind of all over the place, and they had all these weird breaks. Um, what we saw from Anthem was really cool. When we expect FIFA, and we expect NBA Live, and we expect the crew and stuff, and not a lot that they had excited for, except for some of that Anthem stuff, and people got to play that too, uh, which was really cool on the, on the, on the show floor. Um, but yeah, that's my rankings. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Let me know what your rankings are. Let me know what games you're most excited for. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what you hear, we are on iTunes. We are on many podcast services. If you'd like to see all the podcast services, just go to anchor.fm slash Calvin Coffee. Uh, this has been a special edition of the Where Are We Landing podcast. Thank you for listening.